Munch, munch, munch. Just choose apple here. Please, please don't keep this in. <laughs> Honey crisp, man. It's fall. Fall's here. Okay. I wish. Welcome back to another edition of the Hooper's Almanac. On today's episode, we're heading back out west to talk about our McGrady class, the teams we are confident will be in the playoffs and out of the play-in. Um, so we're going to be sharing our teams. Mitch had four contenders out west, so he has a much shorter list for this podcast to talk about. Um, but I'll be hitting on four out of my six for, sur- for sure playoff teams out in the West on today's episode. Plus, Mitch has some big personal news to share. Uh, we'll close it out with that. So good episode today. Uh, before we get going, let's bring in our friends from Green Top. We're back. Western Conference, McGrady class, Mitch. You were ambitious and had four teams <laughs> in your contenders, so a little bit less for you to talk about. I'll try to keep the repeats brief that you've already talked about in the West, but um, sure. this was a tough one to figure out. I yeah. was just telling you before the podcast, I moved teams around quite a bit. The order, um, moving teams in and out of this this tier the West is stacked. It, it was a lot, took a lot more time to figure this one out than the East, but um, I'm happy about where I landed and excited to talk about with you. How are you doing, man? Doing well. Um, We are, like I said, like whenever we did this the first time, I the East was like pretty cut and clear for me what I wanted, like what I thought the order of that should be. The West was the one where I made like six different lists and yeah, I had four contenders, but those four contenders were always in like my top four, just in some different order. And so, um, it is these just next two spots, this five and six seed for me that were always just ever changing. And it sounds like it was like that for you just with from the three to six spot. So it's interesting to see how this is all going to end up. But I'm happy to know that we at least have uh, at least four of the same teams in these six spots. It sounds like that's right. Yeah, it seemed like the two teams you mentioned um, that I didn't have as contenders. I mean, the we would have to be pretty far apart on those teams for me to not have them in this class here. So I have both of those. I can touch on those briefly as a reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, my two contenders in the Russell class for the Western conference, the defending champion Denver nuggets and the Phoenix suns, Mitch, you had both those teams as well as the Los Angeles Lakers and the Sacramento Kings. So those are the two Correct. teams I can just touch on really briefly I agree with you. Um, I think they're going to be really solid teams and comfortably in the playoff picture this year. I just, I didn't think they, they captured that top tier quite like the Nuggets and the Suns did. Mm -hmm. Um, I think on the Lakers love the off season acquisitions and the depth, just like you had said, my concerns with this team is just the age and health of their two star players. Sure. Potentially, you know, a little bit of fool's gold with Austin Reeves. We've seen him exposed at times defensively throughout this World Cup. Um, I think NBA teams might take a little bit of advantage of that. I think he's still going to be a nice offensive player, but maybe not quite has the ceiling that a lot of people thought he did. Um, And then lastly is the depth at center. It seemed like Anthony Davis has come out and said, once again, he doesn't want to play the five for long stretches. (laughs) Uh, Well, 
The issue is they have a roster full of undersized fours and oversized threes. Uh, so right. it's not really a great look for him uh, to be already calling for that. So have some concerns with that. Um, I think I think they're going to be a really solid team if, if those guys stay healthy. I think their ceiling is still slightly below Phoenix and Denver, just like the legs on Anthony Davis and LeBron, like making it through that long playoff stretch. I have big questions about that. But in terms of being a solid playoff team, I think that this, this is definitely a, a team that should make the playoffs. So um, totally aligned with you on, on them, at least being, you know, in the playoff picture going forward this year. The Lakers have just such malleability on defense that I really like. Like they can they can throw a bunch of different looks at you, um, and especially for different teams. Like they can go small to guard like the Suns. They can throw AD at the five, Vanderbilt and LeBron at the, the wings, and then fill out your guards position with whoever the heck you want to. Um, with the myriad of guards they have now on their team, but I think that is such such an important squad for them. And then with the Nuggets, no one can guard it. Like it's it's like early 2010s LeBron James. No one's going to stop Nikola Jokic, but you can only hope to contain him. And it's just how well you can contain him. It's like it's like how Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, and Andre Iguodala was, were doing with him in 2014 and then 2015. Like that's they have a myriad of guys they can throw at Jokic, which will hopefully help with how tired they. They, they can keep the fatigue off those guys. So that's my hope for this team is that they can, they have the malleability on defense and just the different lineups that they can throw at teams. That makes it a little more helpful for them. So that's kind of where I thought about the Lakers. Um, and you're right. It is a health issue for this team, but I mean, if I'm thinking their goal as a team is to win that championship and they are one of those teams in my mind that could because of the guys they picked up this offseason to go get a title. So that's where I'm at with it. But as long as we both have them in the playoffs, that's just what matters to me at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think an injury to AD or LeBron could put them in the play-in picture. Uh, I, but I'm not necessarily, you know, I, we shouldn't go into the season just automatically assuming injury. I think mm-hmm. it's a risk, and I think that's maybe why I didn't have him as a contender. Sure. A greater risk than the Nuggets and the Suns, but... Um, in comparison to the Suns, like I think they're less top heavy than those teams. So like I do think they they have really good depth. Uh, and like Torian Prince, Gabe Vincent, Jackson Hayes are all three really good ads. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do with D'Angelo Russell. He's kind of the black sheep at this point on that roster. I'm just like, I don't like his vibe. I don't think he fits <laughs> well with this team and their identity, sure. especially what you talked about defensively. Don't think do you think fits. they uh, move him for Dennis Schroeder? Do they go back and get Dennis Schroeder again from Toronto? And they're like, hey, we miss you, buddy. Can you come back? <laughs> yeah, I think I think they could do that. Um, I mean, they upped his contract to make him a trade piece for sure. Uh, I think for like a decent player. So there's a reason right. they kind of overpaid for him uh, in the offseason is to make him, you know, to allow themselves to trade for a little bit of a better player in in return so and he can he's a talented player too like he'll have spurts during the season where he'll look really good too um it'll be interesting to see if they start Gabe Vincent or him that's one question I have but um mm-hmm. I think both of us really like Darvin Ham too one thing we haven't really touched on so high on the Lakers I think they're a good playoff team uh Sacramento was the other team I think we both love the Kings so we don't need to belabor this but and they do have largely the same roster. I think the big points in their favor this year is any sort of year two jump from Keegan Murray. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he set the rookie record for three pointers last year. Yep. And I think he still was 
uh, especially in the playoffs, not quite, uh, you know, what I think Keegan Murray can be even in flashes in the summer league. He looked really good. I think he comes in a bit more confident this year. Um, so I, I think that's, that's a big piece. Plus they got that European guy as well added to the roster. Um, I'm sure whatever is bank of. Right. That's right. Yep. And I mean, Sabonis and Vox is a great combo. So um, big on the Kings. I think they should be a solid playoff team. I expect a little bit of regression. I would be surprised if they are the three seed again. Um, I just think they had such an efficient outstanding year offensively. Like I think teams are going to be able to kind of, you know, know what's coming a bit more in year two for that team. But um, otherwise, you know, I, I think they should be a really good regular season team, just given how fast paced they play and how offensively dominant they are. I, I just look at this team as like the, I'm trying to compare it to like that tw- early 2010s Warriors. Like you're trying to find it's the years, the multiple years of chemistry that we're going to get from this squad now. And that's what I'm kind of comparing it to. Can we get multiple years of consistent chemistry? And they have, they know what they are. They're not going to be great on defense. And I guess that's the difference between that Warriors team and this team is the defensive identity that that team had in the early 2010s. But this team will get out and run. This team will throw up a shit ton of points. And this team will just make – they're going to make you have to keep up with them. And that's what they're made to do. And so I'm excited to see that. One of the things you talked about was just the fact that they were over-practicing over last year, it seemed like. Um, and I think what that does is it was just a different type of thing that we haven't seen in the NBA. And I think that's one way to build a different kind of culture. I think that's what Sacramento's need is they needed to flip in the sw- flip in the switch. And I love what Mike Brown's been doing there. And so that's just what makes me excited about them. Coach of the year. Um, sure. Yep. Totally, totally in alignment on those two teams um, as playoff teams. Um, I can hint at one team. I can give you the team that I have next, or would you like to go first? We've, we've already kind of touched on the two teams we just talked about before. So Open to whichever way you want to take it. Um, on, well, I'm going to take teams in the McGrady class. I'll take the one team I believe we both have. If we do not have them, if we don't have them, I would be shocked. The Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. I don't have them. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay. All right. All right. We both definitely don't have our, we do not have the same two teams here. Oh. Memphis Explain Grizzlies. your case for Memphis. Yeah. You found the perfect guy to come in and slide in right behind where while John Moran is out and Marcus Smart, I think. I think you got the perfect guy to come in and be like a backup replacement for Ja while he's out. A guy who's made it to the playoffs in every one of his seasons that he's played in the NBA, except for once, and it was his rookie year. But he's made he's made the playoffs almost every year he's been in the league. And he's grown as a leader, and he fits the model of Memphis so well. Plus, what he does in that time is he gives he becomes the facilitator. He has to be the point guard. He he knows this is going to be his role while Ja is out, and he's got to learn to feed Bane. He's got to learn to work with Jaron Jackson, and he's gonna and that's what he's learned over the past few years. Is like, hey, here's it's when it's my time and and other people's turn. And as much as crap as I gave Marcus Smart, that was one of the things he did well was more recently the last two years was kind of pick up whose turn it was um, whenever it was someone's turn to go off. Then there were some moments where I'm like, I want to throw a a brick at my forehead because I couldn't stand it, but you're still going to have those moments, but more often than not, you're going to have a better leader than you got right now. Plus 
whenever Jaw does come back, I love that he will be like their backup to I mean backup point plus if they go small, that's a great lineup that you can throw out there. Um, if you want to, and he would have probably been in the closing lineups anyways, or even in their starting lineup, because you got to think of smart, it's probably going to move Bane to the three and then smart and jaw the guards, although you lose shooting there. I'm interested to see how that all does go, but I am high on the Grizzlies just cause I, I, I will say this. I have them as my number six team, but I thought you would still have them in this. So my five seeds still out there. But this is where I kind of had landed on them. But that's this just a basic start. Plus, I will say this. I do like Taylor Jenkins. I think he's done a lot with whatever the many pieces that they had. One of the mm-hmm. issues we had with him last year was depth. And they mm-hmm. still they still proved us wrong. So I don't disagree. Uh, I, I agree with everything you said on Marcus Smart. I, I, I don't have any issues with Marcus Smart plugging into this team. I think he's a culture driver. I think he helps their defensive identity. They were already a really good defense, uh, third in defensive rating last year during the regular season. That should stay or improve. I mean, Jaw isn't the best defender, so basically replacing him for 25 games, I think they're going to be a really awesome defense. To run the offense, though, I think Tyus Jones was probably a better fit. (laughs) Um, Sure. Just a pure like running the offense, not turning the ball over, uh, making – no mistakes, essentially, like having the best assist to turn rate turnover ratio in the NBA. I would rather have Tyus Jones there. Um, now, Marcus Smart is good at creating his own shot, all that. But regardless of Marcus, my issues with this, this team kind of rely on their depth and their lack of shooting. Mm. So really, their only shooter and their starting rotation is Desmond Bain. Jaron Jackson's an improved shooter. I still think he's pretty inconsistent and don't love his form in big spots. I feel like he hasn't really hit the big shot yet. Um, Luke Kennard is a good shooter off the bench, but that's basically it. Uh, Their bench is a bunch of nice energy, tough guys who fit nicely together. Uh, I just, I don't really like many of their games individually. I I don't think they're super additive, can create their own shots. Um, Mm. Can spot up very well. I mean, Santi Aldama, it was kind of like their their role guy last year. I mean, he was their de- he was their spread for, and he was kinda, solid. I think. I think he's solid, but like that's that's who you're bringing off the bench compared to some of these other teams. Like, I just think I like the depth on a lot of other West teams a lot more than this. Uh, I would love to don't forget Luke Kennard though. They, that's a shooter. Yeah, no, I mean that was that was the guy I named. I think he's really their right. only good three point shooter outside of Desmond Bain. Uh, you just need a lot, a lot more three point shooting, I think, to succeed. Now that doesn't necessarily mean you need to have that in the regular season. Like they've been the two seed two straight years in the West and haven't really shot the three well. So it's just come back to bite them in the playoffs. I think eventually they kind of take a step back in the mm. regular season, just given how deep this conference is. Yeah, they were twenty third and three point percentage last year. Um, I don't Not expect shot. that to Im- improve much. Really, the only team beneath them that was relevant was the Los Angeles Lakers. Hmm. And then they uh, shot the, the lights out in the playoffs and the Miami heat who also shot the lights out in the playoffs. I just don't think Memphis has that, that capability really with their given roster. So that's, that's my biggest concern with them. Uh, I don't really disagree with you on Marcus smart. I like Jaron Jackson, the steps he's taken. Wow. Aaron but, turning. Let's, let's not forget like eight weeks into our first season of Hooper's Almanac. We made the team that we would hate to like, I don't remember what the, all NBA team was that we named it, but you had him yeah, on your least favorite players. All frustrating team. 
He's still very frustrating for me. Don't get me wrong, but sure. he averaged I mean, two he rebounds in the, uh, in the FIBA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doesn't rebound for his size, and he's foul happy. Those two things will drive me absolutely insane when I'm relying. I mean, that's why they were so reliant and missed Stephen Adams so much. And so that's what I was going to say was this team got worse on defense once Adams left, and got just worse in general once Adams was was out of the picture. And so that's what I'm excited to see. Is at just what the f impact does Stephen Adams have on this team? So I am interested in, in to see his return to this team because yeah, it seems that they missed him both on the on the defensive side and just as a leader. So it's interesting to see how that works too. Yeah, I mean their their defense would be great, and I think the leadership of Adams and and Smart is solid. I really really like Bain. He's a top fifty guy for me. I think he's one of the best second players on any roster. I just I don't know if he's a great shot creator for others. And they're going to mm. be needing a lot of that. They're going to be leaning on smart. They're going to be leaning on Bain for that. Uh, I just I think it's a lot to ask, even though it's only 25 games. Um, and the Memphis Grizzlies have been so great without John the last few years. It's just I think it was with Tyus running the show. It was with Tyus running the show. So that's right. So I, I big question marks to say the least. Um, but again, like I I had him in here at a certain point and then ended up with a moth. Like I think there's a case to be made for almost any team in the West, uh, short just, of like the bottom four teams. I'm just shocked. Okay, so then I'm going to have you go because I would be shocked if you had my second team. Okay. The team I'm really high on that I actually have above the Sacramento Kings in the standings this year is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I... I would like to say I'm an early investor of Anthony Edwards. You I got in. I was I was there at the initial IPO. Um, he's awesome. I haven't watched a lick of World Cup and I haven't needed to because I already knew he was that guy. Mm. Really excited about his jump again. And what is it? Year three, year four for him? Uh, year, this will be year four, I believe. I think he was. Well, you know what? Don't quote me on that. He's been in the league as many years it's the middle ball. You know what? I think it is. This is going to be start of year four for him. I'm okay. going to keep talking until I figure this out. <laughs> Please, basketball reference, come up quickly. This will be year four for him. I can't. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Year four. Year four. Fringe all-star. I think he's for sure an all-star this year. He was an all-star last year. Oh, was he? Yes. I, that shows you how much all-star matters. I don't, I don't remember who the fuck was an all-star last year. Except for <laughs> Jamal Murray, who can't stop talking about how he wasn't an all-star. Um I'm expecting a huge leap from him in general. I think the big interesting piece of this is Cat. I, I, Cat is one of my least favorite players in the NBA. I can't stand him. Um, I, I don't like his antics. All of that stuff he said in the offseason has been pretty crazy, but he is a really helpful player. And I think he fits off of Edwards on the offensive end really well. And he only played 29 games last year, Mitch. So, like, that's a huge thing. They're getting back together, a whole offseason of figuring out how the hell he and Rudy work together. And I honestly thought Rudy played pretty well in the playoffs. I, th- I think he's still a solid player. Um, I think for what he was traded for, he's not that valuable of a player. For what his contract is, he's not worth that. But he's still a really good player. Like, he's a top-tier center in this league on the defensive end. Um, he's not completely useless on offense anymore. Like he's improved with his hands. Um, he's improved at the free throw line. So I, I like that. And I think one of the biggest pieces too, is a full season of Mike Conley instead of a full, uh, starting with the Angela Russell for this team. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, a leader floor general who is awesome for them throughout mm-hmm. the late season run that they had was great against the Nuggets. Like I was every time he got in that mid range floater, like that was just so scary. Um, so I'm I think Mike Conley, you know, is going to have huge impact on this team again. And then defensively, I think they can be really dynamic. Like if obviously go bear cat is the one issue here, but hopefully you can stick him on like a guy in the corner and make him be a roamer. But Anthony Edwards is a great on ball defender. He showed some nice blocks off ball as well. You have um, Jaden McDaniels, you have Nikhil Alexander Walker, Kyle Anderson, despite being how slow he is, like is a pretty good defender. Mm -hmm. Nas Reed is an undersized five, but he's a good defender. Like they are stacked with defenders. Uh, Mm. So they have an all world talent on offense who can create his own shot. And they have a pretty good defense and they have shooters around them and Conley McDaniels and cat can all shoot. So I I'm, I'm high on this team. I think they make a big jump. They've been stuck in the plan for two straight years. I think eventually they get out of it. Uh, And it's gotta be this year. Otherwise cat is gone and uh, they're going to be, trying to think about how they can sort of reshape this roster on Anthony, but um, big on the Timberwolves. So I'm kind of expecting another jump from them. Kind of like I was projecting uh, for the Pacers in the, in the East. Aaron, that was the other team I had the Timberwolves. Yeah. Let's go. All right. I really was just not expecting that to be the team that you were going to throw out there. So damn. Did you have, so you had them at five. Okay. I had them at five. So I didn't have them higher than the Kings, but I do have them playing the Kings in the first round, which that would be a fun matchup. That would be an awesome series. I also just love the fact that they finally got a backup point guard that's not named Jordan McG- McLaughlin. That's Shake Milton, finally. they. I mean, not that Shake Milton's like fantastic by any means, but at least that guy can create a shot for himself, too. We've seen that guy throw up 20 on his own in, in, a, in a Sixers uniform. And that's what I like. I mean, I'm, I'm just happy he's not in the Sixers uniform anymore. Um, but truthfully, I think this team, you're right. They have different looks they can throw at you. They can go really high-paced offense if you really want them to and just move Cat to the five. Or you can go defensive-centric and move go have Gobert at the five. You can be big. You can go small. This team has just a lot of malleability, which I liked about the Lakers. And this team shows that, too. Reason I don't have him in a contender is because of the fact that they have a guy named Carl Anthony Towns on their team, who I also don't like, who I think is one of the biggest freaking baby back bitches of all time. Like just him, we almost should have called the the next tier the, the cat tier, the patent cat, the patent cat tier. Patent cat. Oh, rename it. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the patent cat tier would be just perfectly named. Anyways, I. I cannot stand him because as much as you get frustrated with Jaron Jackson Jr. And I like Jaron Jackson Jr. I hate cat and I cannot stand the amount of stupid mistakes this guy does in just the most important games. Just like ill-advised fouls. I cannot. I oh mean, God. Game, game of, one versus uh, Denver was hilarious. <laughs> it was stupid. And then last year, I mean, two years ago against the Grizzlies, I mean, I, I think he fouled at least two or three of those games. It was just miserable. Mm-hmm. He was, he has these boneheaded mistakes so often, and I, I can't stand it. So that's, that's where I can't, that's where I, I almost like wanted to draw the line. But then mm-hmm. you, you brought up the point. He only played, he played under 40 games, under 30 games for them last under year. Under 30, yeah. Yeah. So it was just like, I, you, you got to make, you got to find something there. And so, 
I'm hoping, not really. I really don't hope for the Timberwolves. I'm sorry, Andrew Carlson. I, I really just, after KG left, I really haven't had a lot of hope for them. But there, I do love Anthony Edwards. I can't stand Gobert and Cat, but I do love Conley as well. And so this team has a lot of pieces I do like, and I just want those pieces to do well, but not well enough to be contenders. So that's where I'm kind of at it right now. That's the emotional side of things. Yeah, I, I like it. I, I think they're not quite there yet either. I think Cat is a huge issue in the playoffs. That's when the stakes are highest. Folks are going to hunt you every time on a switch. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to invite you, invite you into, into fouls. If Gobert gets in foul trouble, uh, all of a sudden playing small feels different in the playoffs. <laughs> when, uh, I don't know. Just it, it feels a little bit different when people are going a bit harder trying to draw fouls and playing the paint a bit more. It kind of exposes Cat, um, whereas in the regular season, he's able to play in the play a bit more freely on the perimeter. I just think this pure amount of games that he played, like he's too good of a player. Um, if he plays 70 games, even like, are you telling me they're not winning three or four or five more games than they did last year? Like they were, they were still the eighth seed. Uh, I mean, they weren't a bad team even uh, they were just over right. 500. So I think just the pure amount of games from him will help in the regular season. And then from there, we'll see what time it, type of team there are i think eventually to move to the next step for this franchise cat will have to be out um and they have to bring somebody else in i, I don't know who is that conley's also a near-term solution like who's the long-term point guard you want to put with uh anthony that's a big question as well uh so we'll see what they do after this year but i think i'm glad you're also on board with them being a, a secure playoff team this year hand is up over here so i thought about that and there's a team i thought of and uh, they're on the east coast um, not the Celtics, by the way. Just really gonna shut that one down really quickly. If anyone wants to throw in Jalen Brown, cat fucking trades, I'm gonna throw you off a bridge. That's not happening. I you already have want... Porzingis. That would not happen. Right. That's my other thing. But this is before the Porzingis trade. I want Mikhail Bridges and Dorian Finney-Smith to be on the Timberwolves. And think you have to give a haul for that. Well, and you get cat. You give up Cat for you send Cat to Brooklyn. You get and you get you get Mikel Bridges and Dorian Finney Smith. You're gonna need to give up more if you're Minnesota. I think Do you I think, think you, Minnesota one, has to give up more? I think one for one, Mikhail's is more valuable at this point than Cat. Minnesota won't see it that way. That's the issue. And Minnesota I don't think, but Brook Brooklyn's not trading one for one. They're not getting rid of Mikhail for Cat. Let alone also throwing in DFS into the deal. Like you'd have DFS is older picks. than you think. DFS is older than you think. He's like a little. I think he's like 30, 31, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's even fine, I guess. I so that's that's where I'm thinking. Like it's what it does is it gives Minnesota the wing depth that I think they lack. Plus, you get rid of the one of the three centers that you're going to be playing all the time. But I think it also gives you, let's see, Dorian Finney-Smith. Why, why does it not say age? He's 30. Okay, cool. I was right about that. I feel vindicated now. Um, but still, I just think that you also get Mikel Bridges, who we've seen him in a role that is lesser than a – we've seen him mostly as like the third guy on a team in, when he was in the Suns. And then we've seen him now as the number one guy on the Nets. 
I think he's perfect spot as that number two spot. I think he's a perfect number two on a championship team. And I think this is a great team for him to go to because you have a, a veteran point guard in Conley. You have who has taken teams to deep playoff runs, a star in the making in Edwards bridges would be your three and you can move Finney Smith and at the four or whatever the fuck they end up doing at the four, maybe, Oh, McDaniels, McDaniels at the four, if anything, and then go back at the five, you have, Switchability on the defensive side as well. I love that. If that was, if that ended up being the trade they did, Towns will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. It's possible they just let him walk for free uh, and figure <sighs> out what's going on. Um, they would hate that. They need. That's the thing, though. They can't. They can't let him walk for free because they need to get something returned. They're a low market. They're a, a small market team. They can't afford to let. Either they have to extend them or they have to trade them. And I think it's leaning towards that trade dot possibility. But he also has just brought so much quote unquote joy to Minnesota after they <laughs> won the play in two years ago. God. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. They they I mean, it'd be shocking if they let him just walk for free, I guess. I but the end of the season UFA is a big deal. Uh, so uh, there's a timeline on this. So we're going to see how good they are. Um, I'm pulling this up on my trade machine and seeing how this goes. But yes, well, the thing is, look at Mikhail's contract. Like Mikhail actually has a pretty nice contract considering the type of player we see him as now after half of a year of being awesome. And that's why you would have to throw. That's why you'd have to throw in. um, uh, You might be Smith. Yeah, but you might be at some point raising up Mikhail's contract. Like maybe you need to restructure his deal to give him some more money. I don't, I don't know what his agents are going to be asking for, but if he is a completely different type of player, I think he's going to be worth twenty one point seven for this coming year. Uh, so we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't disagree. I think Cat's the one piece that we don't really like here on this team. But at the end oh, of the you day, know what's I think crazy? He translates to regular season wins. Cat had the had that extension he signed, so he's got five years left on the contract. He signed that at the beginning of last year. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. Right. Yep. You're right. Okay. That's spot, why it's up to thirty six. Spot track was confusing me. It's I don't know why it just doesn't have that onto the contract. Like, <laughs> you ready for this? It, in a whole it goes up to section. fifty million next year. Yeah. So I guess they can do whatever they want with him. That's a lot of money for for Carl Anthony Towns. That's 35% ridiculous. Cap hit next year. That's insane. Okay. Anyways. All right. I'm yeah, done. That, that's, a, that's a scary sight. Okay. So you're done with all your teams. You had Minnesota. And Memphis. And Memphis. M&M's. Okay. My last team. They the team did not go to the Pat on. Cat. Golden State Warriors. Okay, so I will I'll start here. Sorry, I'll interrupt you real quick. They they were the other team that I was debating on between them and Memphis. Go ahead. I just think they have such a high floor with Steph Curry if he's healthy. He's sure. a top three player, top five player in the NBA. Um and we forget how tumultuous last season was. Like, let's move past the pool and green thing. Everybody likes to attribute that. As the is the key reason why they failed five six months later, I I think that's actually more more than that. Then my math is wrong. But at the end of the season, why they failed, 
I, I think that's a bit presumptuous. I think let's talk about Clay also not being himself at the start of the season, returning from an injury, that being kind of a weird situation. Wiggins only playing 37 games, and he was absent for months for a personal issue that was never disclosed and came back. All of a sudden, he was like fine in the playoffs at first, but then he didn't shoot the ball well. Like he was, that was a weird situation. They had a super young bench, which is still the case, but um, coming off a defending champion and basically losing a, a lot of good, nice role players. They had lost Gary Payton at the end of the year. They had lost Otto Porter at the end of the year, relying up on all these young guys uh, on their bench. It, it was just a really, really weird year. Curry didn't play nearly a full season as well. So you add that into the mix. Now, I, d- I don't love this roster as a contender. I think they're very different from the team they were two years ago. And I think the CP3 edition is really odd, um, which we can get into. I just think this the floor of this team is really high. I mean, they were a six seed last year and all of that happened. I think they're minimum a six seed again. If Curry mm-hmm. plays 70 games, 65 games, they're going to be awesome. Uh, this The way this team, they're, they're so cohesive. They know how to play well with another. Curry's still a top five player. Clay is still a really solid player. Um, I think Draymond's got a lot left in the tank still. I don't know. I, I I think they're they're a fine team. They have holes, but I think they're a playoff team. You know what's super funny? This has nothing to do with their current roster, but this has to do with their former rosters. They're still paying Andrew Bogut, David West, Matt Barnes, Bielitsa, Jonas Drepko, and Andre Iguodala. Two million a year. They're just paying them because it's just part of their contract. I mean, it's just ridiculous. <sighs> That's ridiculous. All right. Anyways, back to the real Jonas point. Jonas Wow. Jonas Shurepko. Like his one year stop there. Crazy. Um, That's a good uh, basketball reference. Uh, whatever you call it, game. Immaculate Grid. I haven't played that one in a second. Yeah, Immaculate Grid. Still one of my favorite bench Celtics players, Jonas Drepko on that 2017 uh, Celtics team. Not the point, though. I also love their addition to Dario Sarch. He's a good backup big for Kevon Looney because that was a position they had Jermichael Green playing last year. They Listen, still have Jermichael Green. They still have Jermichael Green. Hopefully he will not be playing as many minutes because that was just miserable to watch in the playoffs against the Lakers. That was miserable um, because he was the one starting. That was pathetic. But Yeah, he's, uh, he's not great. And they also have the rotting 32-year-old corpse of Corey Joseph still still whipping it around the league. The The reason I didn't go with them is the depth. It is yeah. the depth. It is, and you can everyone can toot their horn about Jonathan Kaminga maybe making the step. Kerr's gotta play him. Kerr's gotta like play him for me to think that he's gonna make that step. And I and we've He's got to get risky with it. This is the year to get kind of, you're going to have to get kind of risky with it, with these guys, because you're, you are paying so much money to Chris Paul. That man is getting way too many dollars and cents on your team. You extended Clay Thompson. Or and no, they have, and Draymond. Yes. Clay's still and, under contract. Yeah. This thank you. Coming up. Sorry. Thank you. That's what I needed. They, ex- they extended Wiggins. That's what it was. Um, and you're right. So I, you know, that starting five and their next two, you like you like a lot. It's just the what the Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, Gary Payton, like that whole mixture of guys. I mean, Gary Payton, we've known is like 
he's got a role with this team. But it's just, man, what are we going to get out of the rest of these guys? And who's going to effing play? Like, is Trace Jackson Davis going to be, like, getting meaningful minutes on a basketball team? He sure doesn't deserve it. I loved him at Indiana, but I don't think he deserves it here in on the Golden State Warriors. Um, although he kind of does fit their mold. He does fit, like, the the passing, like, four who can decently – I don't think def- he will if they brought in Sarge. Well, no, I think you like he fits, like, the Draymond role. Is my idea like he like can play yeah, like that yeah, undersized four or like that, that bigger four who just is like a playmaker doesn't make change anything he can't shoot the a lick of like outside of ten feet. Um, I also didn't like their I didn't like their draft didn't like no I did didn't not, either. What, how do you pronounce his last name? Podzimits Podzimiski Brandon Brandon P Brandon with an I. That's a that's a red flag. I think he was Santa Clara <laughs> and uh, I wasn't. I was scared to talk shit on him because Jalen Williams on the Thunder was from Santa Clara and I wasn't big on him last year when he did the draft, but I I don't I don't think he's gonna be awesome. We'll see. Um it's hard to do well in that Warriors and that Warriors system right off the bat. There are some guys who've done it clearly, but like I think he's, they've seen yeah. yeah, I mean you've seen the star power of stuff, but you're right. The issue the thing is this team makes the playoffs. And if they fill in that, if they make that six seed, like you're expecting, I'm expecting to fall to seven. It is because of the star star power of Steph Curry. Um, I worry about yep. the health of this team. We've seen them, this team have issues with health, especially more recently, and that's what makes me just more concerned and a little more negative towards the idea of them being that being specifically in the playoffs. So that's where I land. Yeah, I think this this team in Memphis, I kind of see similarly. Um, Except I think just the star power of Golden State is greater. I think the chemistry is greater. I think the coaching is better. I think even with some of the role guys, like retaining Gary Payton for a full offseason, he wasn't healthy at all last year. I mean, they traded for him and his uh, medicals were a mess. Like he was playing all of a sudden out of nowhere in Portland and then they had to sit him. And then there was all this accusation of like Portland malpractice with handling Mm -hmm. his injury so then they traded for him and he sat for months and wasn't able to play and then he wasn't really himself when he was back right i think having a full season of gary payton is really helpful like he just knows how to play with those guys and is great um kept kavan looney i mean we saw how valuable he is in the playoffs too um yeah full season to manager wiggins like and plus, you mentioned it, Clay. This is his last year. He is for sure a rest- unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. I've double checked it. Can confirm. Uh, can confirm. He's making a forty-three million dollars this year, which is insane. Um, yeah, this. Is I think there's year. a little bit of a last dance energy here for Clay. Maybe they re-sign him to a huge deal because they just did with Draymond. But man, like, they're they're chances are coming to an end here uh for this core three and i I think last year out of respect they gave it to him again this year could be truly the last time those three play together um unless they come out with a short-term deal for clay which i think is possible but in general i think i think this team is just too much of a well well oiled machine and curry is still like the best he's ever been so to me, the difference between Memphis and this team is, is Steph Curry. And the unknown piece, which I think I'm down on to begin with, is Chris Paul. I think he could be really helpful for that bench unit. I just, I'm not sure how they're going to use him. 
Like they said, they oh. they're going to plan on starting him at least in spurts uh-huh. and playing with the starting five, which I think is going to be really weird. Um, I don't so love it. I I I mean, come to playoffs, I think that's going to get really ugly. But in the regular season, Chris Paul is a huge elevator for your team. So if he can figure out a way to kind of fit into this really unique role of being off ball or just really running the bench. I think that could be helpful uh, considering all the bench guys we talked about and how gr- how <laughs> kind of average or sub-average they are. So, uh, I mean, wh- what do you think about this whole Chris Paul debacle right now? I don't State? love it. I really don't love it. And it's it's nothing. You know what I take about it? It has something to do with the fact that they it is Chris Paul who has passed his prime, incredibly past his prime. And he's no longer like the scorer. It is mostly the facilitator. He's not the defender he once was either. This Warriors team, and the reason why I am skeptical of them is it doesn't have create shot creators or scorers outside of Steph Curry, it seems like. Wiggins can drive, but I'm not expecting him to make it create his own shot that often. Clay, he can sometimes. He just won't be beating guys off the dribble, and it's going to be mostly like, hey, I'm going to run around a bunch of picks. The only guy I feel like I, I am worried about like creating his own shot is Steph Curry. And he's going to – what helps with this team is that he creates shots for others. But – one of the things you're talking about with the Grizzlies, you know, they don't have a lot of shooters. Now, Steph Curry being the greatest shooter of all time, that kind of ups it a notch. And then they got Clay Thompson and Wiggins, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that's really about it in my mind. I'm not counting Chris Paul. And you can look at me and say, Mitchell, Moses Moody. And you can look at me and say that. And I will make the same face I'm making now. It is with disgust. And Kamingo has shown he hasn't he can't stay consistently shooting. So I am worried about the just the scoring from this team. You're right about the chemistry and you're right about the pieces that are have been consistent there. My worry is just how well this team can score outside of Steph Curry on their own. They don't need shot creation though with this offense. Like it is just they constantly move. They're out in transition. They're they're just they are such a unique offense, even if Draymond's on the floor, like the way they run pick and roll and off ball sure. motion, like he can find anybody. I'm with you on the shooters, but honestly, like Jordan Poole is really kind of their only other. Sh- I guess they had Otto Porter off the bench. Dante Shoot. DiVincenzo was a fine shooter. Last year, so yeah. like, I guess maybe slightly worse than the past couple of years, but it's not like they had awesome, you know, you know, an awesome array of shooters in the past couple of years, even even when they won the championship. I mean, it was really a lot of Curry Wiggins being super versatile and taking a big step. I mean, he was their second best player in that series. Um, It was their defense rising to the occasion and their experience. And so in the regular season, if, if Curry can be as good as he's been and Chris Paul can maybe help the bench unit, I, I don't know. There's a lot of questions. This last spot is really tough for me to come up with because I see huge flaws with Memphis I see huge flaws with Golden State. Um, I mean, any other teams you want to name, I I think the the team I'm the most excited about that we don't, neither one of us have in this tier is Oklahoma City. But there's just a lot of unknown with them, and everybody's wanting to just slot them into the playoffs this year. Again, like, are we really going to be betting against Steph Curry for a complete unknown? Like, yeah, I think SGA is a, a top fringe top 10 player, but that's just a lot for me to to do at this point. So I, I think this is just a respect play, honestly, for stuff. 
let's let's hold off our thunder thoughts till we get to like the pat cat pat cat cat pat what would i what would i what would i call it pat, pat cat? cat pat and cat tier cat and pat tier whatever the hell let's just hold off because i th- i have a lot of thoughts and i'm going to talk to evan before that this next episode just like to get his thoughts too but I think there's so many different things that I love about that Thunder team, but you're right. There is a lot of unknown. What are we going to get with a bunch of different players? So let's hold off on that. But the we have a similar five teams. It is just that sixth seed for both of us that's different. Mm-hmm. We both, I the Grizzlies, you had the Warriors, but we seem to have, and I had the Warriors in my seventh seed, which, spoiler alert, that is in my planned here but who gives a shit because we've already talked about it but all right cool anything else you want to talk about i don't think so uh this this is gonna be the trickiest conference to to figure out man it's i'm glad we're both high on minnesota though that's exciting um i'm really excited to see how they play this year i think i think there's such an anomaly with this too big setup Mm -hmm. like you kind of see it in cleveland but cat is just so different from both <laughs> mm-hmm. like any of those other bigs that we're comparing them to so it's just going to be interesting to see if you can actually play together uh because the kind of the sell on this team last year when they made the trade was like oh they're going to be a great regular season team but they're going to have issues in the playoffs sure. once it comes to exposing uh cat and defense and then you have a gobert and all of his playoff woes so we'll see if that's actually you know a true premise if, if they're going to be a good regular season team this year um i think the biggest thing is Anthony Edwards. Both of us are really high on him. So uh, looking forward to seeing him play this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you want to take a break before we talk about the weekend? Let's do it. All right. We'll be right back after a quick break. We're back. Um, and it's not brews and reviews, although I am having a brew. Although it's been my first time like having a brew and a brew and reviews for a really long time, but I'm having a Budweiser. I'm having a Bud Heavy, Aaron. Bud um, Heavy. Bud Heavy. Um, We're at a Ham's Heavy. Can't say I have. Um, what's a hams heavy? Well, do you know hams? What the hell's a? I, I know the the food ham. Okay, so there's a beer called hams. It's hams light. I guess is kind of typical. Um, think of it like a kind of like a natural light. That kind of vibe. It's a. Uh, the only reason I know this is like, I work with a guy named Ham. And he loves his name was Ham. His name is Ham. What what a what a poor guy. That sounds sad. He's he's a character, but he he has an upcoming wedding, and he's serving hams to for all his guests. Like a little, it's like a joke, you know. It's like a shot of Malort. How you would do it with a big group is kind of a joke. He's doing that, but apparently there's a thing called hams heavy, and it's just I just need to try it. Um, But congratulations on your butt heavy. Way to go. Thank you. Anyways, that's not the only thing. No, I can so congratulate I moved, you on Mitch. I moved into a new place. That's, oh, that's, that's what you're starting with. No, I'll start there. Uh, me and my girlfriend, <laughs> well, I guess we already talked about it. Me and my girlfriend moved into a new place. And then this past Saturday, um, I'm now, uh, I guess I'm t- t- I've been technically off the market, but I'm officially off the market now after I proposed to my girlfriend. She said yes. So uh, that's the key. She did say yes. Um, somehow Woo! for some reason but yeah uh as of september 9th i am an engaged man crazy crazy there we go that's crazy yeah it's um maybe she 
won't want to listen to this if you were saying you weren't off the market just until today. Uh, I, I don't know what you guys have going on over there, but uh, I perceived it to be a different type of relationship. Uh, but <laughs> I'm glad you can make it official now. So congratulations. Uh, no, it was a. Uh, I saw the video. Uh, it was too bad I couldn't be there celebrating with you as I know we plan to, but uh, really happy for you and Susanna. And uh, she gets to deal with your weird habits the rest of rest of your lives. So um, I feel bad for her. Kudos to her. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I, I feel bad. Um, no, I, I'm, she's going to have to deal with the fact that um, we were, I was going through this list in my head recently. Okay, so things Susanna's going to have to do with me is celebrate uh, Star Wars Day with me now. Um, and then basically she already did it last year and she was very much of a good sport about it, but watch every Celtics game that's available to us to watch. Um, that was, which Definitely I thought about playing it playing the Indiana Pacers or the Memphis Grizzlies, the two games <laughs> I can't watch, uh, except I do have the Valley sports app now, so I can just use that. Um, and so we can watch it on there. Great, great tool. Um, nice. But <laughs> the other thing I was thinking about was the fact that now I, um, uh, which was starting last, I guess we talked about it last week too, but like me living with a dog now, and now I'm going to officially be a dog dad. And I do not, I, I don't know how, I'm, I don't know how I've just molded into it so perfectly. Like truthfully, like I'm not going to, I'm going to do my own horn here. Like I have cared so much for this damn dog so much <laughs> over this past week and a half. And I love him. Like I, yeah. I, I just love him. So anyways, that's, that's a good start because she's changed me in that way too, but it's just crazy. Um, uh, her, I had a bunch of her friends come from college come into town too, and so that was a big surprise for her. Like, we had a bunch of people were at my parents' house, and it was it was a great time. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you were you were missed, but I I completely understand due to the fact that you've been travel a traveling man the entire freaking month of June, July, August, and September. So, you 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 were missed, but I also completely understood because paying for a dog sitter every fucking other weekend would be expensive as hell. Yep. Yeah. It's uh yeah, tough to be in a dog dad out there. It's uh it's a oh, tough God. gig. And yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to finally meeting Miko. He seems like a sweet, easy dog. We can switch whenever you want. Um, no, he whines like a he whines <laughs> like a turd. Like every time he d- I don't take him on a walk, he just which I'm sure you heard me say that, and he's gonna come over here in about five seconds and say walk. And yeah. so um and he's gonna start whining. So I'm gonna have to deal with that for the rest of the night. Plus Here's one thing I will deal with. I, I've had to deal with. So we put his bed in our room. And so it's just like off to the side. And in around 2 to 3 a.m. each night, he hops up in our bed without yep. fail. Just every night. And so I last night was the worst of it. Um, he jumped on the bed and then jumped on my crotch. And um, <laughs> I woke up. I, I don't usually wake up when he jumps on the bed. But last night I did because it hurt. And then he laid on, it proceeded to lay on my legs. And I'm like, nice. I, and like, I'm comfortable. <laughs> I'm like, and you know how easily hot and like sweaty I get. So immediately I became a furnace and I had to get out from under the covers and it was brutal. So that was great. <laughs> yeah. I learn. would encourage a, a, a wall of separation there personally, <laughs> as somebody who's now owned a dog for over a year. Plus you had your dog growing up. Yeah. We, there are certain nights where it's like, all right, we can have you in the room. Like this kind of seems nice. Maybe he's scared for something. If there's a storm or I don't know, who knows? Maybe he's high. Cause he loves picking up shit off the ground and he's <laughs> fucking paranoid. Like weird ass dog. He is again, we can switch whenever you'd like. Um, so we're like, all right, fine. Yeah. You can stay with us. That's totally cool tonight. But then we don't 
make that an expectation. He's going in his crate. We have our little degree of separation there because I'm totally with you. I run hot. Madison runs cold. I'm stealing covers. I'm stealing pillows. I move way too much in my sleep. I mean, you know this from sleeping with me once, not in a weird way. Um, <laughs> you had to clarify uh, that? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Just throw it in there. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's suboptimal. Let's just say that. So, oh, suboptimal teach, is the perfect te- word. Teach for their it. own. You know, whatever whatever you guys would like to do. No judgments, but um, from one dog owner to another, I, I would recommend that going forward. Yeah, trust me, it is. It has been ideated. I also just I last night I almost got out of bed and moved to the couch, and then Susanna yelled at me just to get back in bed and move him. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to disturb his sleep. That's the thing. I have yeah, become see? so. I don't want to hurt him, and I hate that. That's where my mindset's gone now. And he yep. is whining Treat him like now, a dog, so. man. There's got to be a wall. There's got to be a degree of separation there. I mean, it's it's tricky. Uh, there's. I mean, you can make it a spe- and then you can make it a special occasion when you want it to happen, and then it's kind of nice and fun. That's 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 what I think. Um, but you know, do whatever you guys would like to do. Um, I I I I, ba- I will. I'll say this. I have no say on <laughs> the matter. It's all Susanna's call, and I figured. Um, <laughs> I I love that woman, and she can make any decision she wants to because she's okay. hearing me say this right now. So it's I, I have to say this loud enough for her. Yeah, gun um, to your head. Um, you just mysteriously off- went off camera, and <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Just, <laughs> just hope you're safe over there. We need like a keyword. Um, we got to develop that for future episodes. Now that we're we're both. Um, oh, here the key phrase right. is Joel Embiid is an incredible human being. Just like that's just okay. like just or or I love. Like Kyrie Irving. That's the other one. If if I'm saying that the world is pigs are flying and the world is turning, that over. one's too obvious. I feel like, um, uh, how about like Jalen Brown can dribble with his left hand or something like that? That's just rude. That's just rude. <laughs> What's not rude is the fact that the fact that we're going to keep putting out more episodes as we continue on this summer. Uh, we got two, we got one tier left for each conference. Well, we're going to do one more pod for each conference. We're going to do our our uh, last two tiers for the East and our last two tiers for the West uh, over the next few weeks. Um, and then as we get closer to the season, we're going to bring on the the full squad of uh, our usuals for the last year. We're going to bring on the Johnson brothers and Evan to do our over under podcast and go over that stuff with them. Um, we need to bring back the uh, game blouses guys too. We need to bring back Carl yep, and Carl in a minute for I mean, it's, he's going to be thrilled listening to this episode with how much we I, talk about the Timberwolves. Yeah, honestly. Um, so we'll talk with, we'll need to get those guys back too. Um, but yeah, thanks guys for listening. Um, go Celtics, go Nuggets. Apparently go Timberwolves is the team we're going to be saying, adding on to our go at the end of this episode. Um, have a great rest of your week, guys. Have a good one. Congrats. Congrats.